The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Content warning for abuse and pregnancy trauma. Someplace underneath. I hear it when the sun changes, but it's not the sun changing. It's humans just deciding it's different now and we have to have dinner in pitch black darkness. Well, yeah, it has changed. And yeah, I get a little moodier. I get a little mm, when it gets cold and dark and spooky. I'm in sweatpants. My fashion goes out the window when it gets cold. I just I don't. I, it's not right. It's not right. I know. We hate it. We're the summer girls. We were just in summer, though, Amber, in the Florida, which was nice. Oh, that was so nice. I stayed at an Airbnb by myself. I took an airplane by myself, took a cab over from the airport. And then, you know, Airbnb's different from a hotel. You never know what you're going to get. And um, I was staying a little bit away from civilization. And I remember hunger. I was hungry, so I went for a walk down the street by myself at night. And I was like, oh, I also run a co-run a podcast on missing women. Look at me now. Look at me now. But you know more about how to watch your surroundings, I think. I do, yeah. And yeah. I do enjoy being just a ravenous bitch, you know, when yeah. the time calls. I do. I firmly believe that it's not a matter of having to not go anywhere to be safe. Fuck that shit. No, you should go everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Nala Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. And fuck all that noise. Yeah, wear your string bikini. Do it. It's your world. It's not theirs. They don't get to have it. (laughs) Speaking of those kind of guys, I was going to bring up this one guy because I was trying to warn people about him who live in Tennessee, but apparently he was just arrested, which is good. Have you caught any of this guy who was a stalker who recorded all of his interactions? Oh, was this the guy that was like, but she likes it? Yeah, his name's Jacob Yerkes. He was a guy who had begun stalking his coworker and was filming and uploading it to the Internet. And it was terrifying because he thought he was in the right. He definitely thought he was, but he still was a dick about it. He was still being a fucking asshole openly about it, but still acting as though what he was doing was right. He, he was clearly um, delusional. And I doubt he's going to stay in jail. So just a heads up. For people, if you want to look him up in the Tennessee area, you should probably keep your eyes out for him because he's clearly not well and it doesn't seem like he's trying to get help. But I guess he just did get arrested, at least for a minute, potentially because of what he was recording and uploading to himself. So I'm going to look into that and see what their actual charges were. Yeah, now that fuck I just him. Saw that. Fuck yeah. him. But be aware of him if you're in that area because he seems very unstable and scary. 
Isn't it wild? I mean, I don't want you can't just arrest somebody for being weird because Lord knows I'd be in jail. You'd be in jail. We'd all be in jail. Everybody listening to this show. But like, you know, I don't like the fact that you can only go to jail if you do something. So like now I'm dead. Okay, great. So now he goes to jail. Yeah, I know. I agree. There's different variants of being weird, though. You're never doing weird things that are threatening other people's lives. You know what I mean? They're like. The, that guy wants to have sex with me because he's running away and he's playing hard to get. You're like not doing that. We should start doing that though, Natalie. Like bringing a camera and like following dudes on the street and being like, you want to have sex with me, don't you? Uh, so we're going back. This is like old school YouTube when guys used to do the grab the girl's butt challenge videos and stuff. We're just going to bring it old school. I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I think we would wind up in jail faster than they would. Probably. And I mean, to be fair, we shouldn't be grabbing anybody's no, butts. No, that's assault. Yeah. That's assault, brother. So <laughs> we are going to get back into this. And we left in a cliffhanger. <laughs> we kind of did. We are returning to the story of Kiara Coles. When we had last spoken of her, we had discussed that there was some people saying, oh, she is probably disappeared from her boyfriend and how that can be kind of a cliche. But we also went over some of the statistics of that, which is it's a lot of times the boyfriend. It's harrowing. And so far, nobody has been brought in to even be questioned. No one has been arrested. Nobody's been charged with anything. So we're going to look more into why that might be and if it is pointing in the direction of somebody. Let's point our little witches hooks. We are going to. So when we last left off, we were speaking about how in 2018, 26-year-old Kiara Coles vanished one night, which was October 2nd to be exact. At this time, Kiara was three months pregnant. According to her mother, whose name is Karen Phillips, Kiara had been planning this pregnancy with her longtime boyfriend, Josh Simmons. And Kiara was really over the moon about it. She looked so happy in those pictures with the ultrasound. I know. And as far as her mother, Karen, knew, Josh was also aware of all of this, that he and Kiara were planning this child, that they had been, you know, in a long term relationship, that they were, you know, thrilled by the idea that they were going to have this baby and being Kiara's first baby. So on the surface, all that sounds really nice. You know, it's like two upwardly mobile employees of the USPS. They're building life together. They have great jobs. They have benefits to take care of a child. But things weren't quite that clean cut, as we find out later. So I mentioned before, Josh, the boyfriend, had children from previous relationships. And as far as Kiera knew, they were just baby mamas and they didn't have any intimate personal relationships with Josh. So, you know, they maybe weren't really in serious relationships, but they had kids together and they co-parented because he also had partial custody of his children. That's a lot of work. It is. And, you know, if he has partial custody, it's a good sign that he's probably, you know, cares about his kids. He's working hard and he has, you know, a lot of responsibility. So, again, that sounds like, OK, that sounds like maybe some positives in his corner. So as far as Kira knew, they were just co-parenting, right? They didn't live together or anything like that. Well, if you remember from our last episode, shortly after Kiera's disappearance, Josh ended up actually quitting his good job at the post office. He moved away from Chicago and he got married to another woman who's also named Kiera. I hate that. Just the same name. Yeah. So this is one of the children's mothers. 
Very interesting. Yeah. It's of note that he didn't transfer to another branch of the post office. He simply quit. Because it's kind of hard to get a job as a post office person. It's very difficult. Kiera herself had worked her ass off to get this position. Yeah, you're giving keys to people's houses. Like, it's no small task. It's a government job. Like, that's a hard fought for job. (sighs) Interesting turn of events, right? It's not the only thing that he changed during this time period. We're going to get back to all of that backstory. Okay. Wow. So I guess you can change at any point in your life, you know, just remake over yourself. Sometimes for the worse. Yeah. So I think I mentioned before in the initial news reports, there was a clip of a woman in a USPS uniform on Kiara Street walking past Kiara's car. It was one of those grainy footage clips that they played over and over again on the news. Amber, you probably saw it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a very brief clip of a young woman walking across. Across the street that Kiara lived on. This car that they show in the video footage of this woman walking by it, this is the car that for no reason in particular was parked unusually far from Kiara's apartment building. This video was spread around media in order to get eyes on this woman in the hopes that somebody remembers seeing her or getting some information about it. Or so the public was led to believe. Uh-oh. It turns out that both the police and Kiera's family didn't think the woman in that video was Kiera. Because aren't there a lot of USPS workers on that block? Yes. Who live there? There are. There were many people from that group for whatever reason. I don't know if they like just all recommended each other for apartments or something like that. But there were other USPS workers in that neighborhood. And it turns out it's most likely another woman who worked for the post office. But apparently the reason they were putting this clip out. So this is like for the first couple years. This is all that they're saying they have of Kiera. This footage from the last day she was heard from. This is the last thing we've ever seen of her. But they knew at the time that it probably wasn't her, but they were intentionally telling the media that it was. Apparently, the cops were trying to use this as a decoy to throw off the person who they believed committed a crime. I don't know the entire reason behind this. I don't think anybody but the police would. It's a really strange tactic, especially if we look at this four years later and they have made no arrests. But so you you say the cops would be like. Oh, this girl did it. No, what or, they, I guess what they were trying to suggest later on is that they wanted the person who they thought did it to believe that they were like off the trail. Oh, like not looking for them. Yeah. Going like, oh, see, we don't even know who did it or what's happening. And they wanted, I guess, this person to like relax and maybe get sloppy. Let their guard down. Yes. I think that that is what they were trying to do. It didn't seem to do anything. However, you know, it's easy for us to suggest from the outside the cops just like fumbled the ball with this footage, but we don't really know. But Karen, the mom, comes out and says that she approached the police very early on after they released this footage. And she says, hey, my family and I keep watching this back and we really don't believe this is Kiara. No, the mother would know. Even if it's a grainy footage, my mom would know for sure. Right. And we find out now. Because finally Karen came out and just said it after years. And they said, yeah, we know it's not her. We're asking you to not tell anybody on the news that it's not her. Because they're trying to, I guess, entrap the person they were trying to get, which we'll talk about who that is. So obviously, like you just said, Karen was like, I just know her walk. Like, this is not her. I can just I feel like I would be able to tell if it was my family member or not, especially if I watched it back a bunch of times. Like, you know how your family like gate is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was correct. (laughs) It wasn't her. 
So Karen obliges. She's like, I guess this is like a method the police are using and I have to trust them that it's going to help me solve this case and find out where my daughter is. And so for months and years, they're publicly saying this woman's Kiera and they have no other footage. and They're not releasing anything else. But we learn later on that they do, in fact, have other video footage, footage that they did not share with Karen and the rest of Kiera's family. Oh, no. Yeah. Because they wanted to protect the mother from the information, I guess. I think that it was probably done with good intentions. Like they thought it would be good to keep this close to the cuff. But then it just sort of stopped. You know, this wasn't like, oh, they kept it close to their collar or whatever for a couple months and then released it. No, this was several years. They didn't have anybody know that they had all this stuff. So they do finally release it this year, 2022. And this footage that gets released does not make Josh, the boyfriend, look very good. So as this is all coming out, everyone is saying to Karen, you know, it's the boyfriend, you know, this is the boyfriend. And Karen doesn't want to implicate him right away. She wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because from her experiences with this man, she thought he was good. He was a good guy to her daughter. He didn't fuck around in the streets. He went to church. He did all those things that like in her mind were like, I trust him. He's always very polite in my house, that kind of thing. And Karen really got a good dose of him because Kiera had just moved out of Karen's house. So this apartment that we see all this footage from, this apartment where all this stuff is happening, that was a brand new apartment for Kiera. She had been saving up and saving up and working hard to move out of her mom's house and to start her own life, right? So Karen was around Josh all the time because Kiera and Josh had been dating for six years. So she thought she knew this guy pretty well. Yeah, he'd come over to the house, have some barbecue, some potluck. Yeah, I mean, see her all the time. Obviously, they probably spent more time at Josh's house because he had his own house, but I mean, Josh was at Karen's house all the time for many years. I find it interesting that he had his own house and she was pregnant and he wasn't like, hey, come live with me. Just I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, she did get this apartment and then immediately become pregnant. Oh, so my bad. No, no. And also maybe there was a thing where she's like, I'm not ready to move in with you. I want my own place. Maybe she'd never lived on her own before. Who knows? But she basically right simultaneously got out of her mom's house and then immediately caught pregnant. I guess maybe because it's easier to fuck in your own apartment than in your mom's house. So Kara was so proud of herself. She was so proud that she had done all this work, that she had gotten this really nice apartment that she paid for herself. Like very impressive 26 year old. You know what I mean? That's a hard. Not a lot of people can do that. Mm -mm. So again, she's only been in there for three months. Karen said, yeah, she was living with you before that. And it seemed like Kiera was really in this phase of her life where she was like, I'm getting this good job. I'm getting my place. I want to have a baby with my boyfriend. Our long-term relationship is solid. We're planning this. It was all very much structured, right? And so really quickly, she became pregnant. And maybe that was just like she just decided to stop taking birth control at that point or whatever. But she immediately got pregnant when she was in this apartment. And she disappeared. She was only three months pregnant at that point. So on the outside, it looks like Josh and Kira have a really solid relationship. Karen saw that. She thought that they were doing great. And Kiera spoke with her mom all the time. She had a very close relationship with her. And there was no indication that Kiera thought anything was really wrong. Because she would have told her mom, like, oh, he hit me. He yelled at me. I feel scared. She would. And she seemed content. All that stuff. However, there was one incident that Karen recalled about a year before she went missing. And it was a fight, an altercation that Kiera had had with one of the other mothers of the baby that he already had. Oh, I bet that was nasty. Yeah. That's the other woman named Kiera. 
So this was about a year before she disappeared. So is there is there anything okay. you can speak to as as far as in the two Kieras having a dispute? Was a well, reason? yeah, because Kiara went over there and she said, you know, she went in the house and they both was sitting in his bedroom when, you know, they should have been like out in the front, you know, instead of being closed up in the bedroom. And she just hit the girl and they started fighting. So Basically, what Karen is saying is that what Kiara told her is that she's coming by Josh's house, just swinging by, and she walks into Josh's bedroom, and the other woman is in his bedroom with him. Mm. And it wasn't like they were having sex. It was just that it seemed too intimate, you know, and she kind of got into an argument. Anytime there. the shoes are off, I question. Yeah. You took your shoes off and you saw it because you can get your pants and your sweater on real quick. Shoes take a minute. Yeah. And, you know, I get her being weirded out by that. Like, if I had walked in on my boyfriend sitting in his bedroom with his ex, I definitely have some questions. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, what's going on, dude? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, because, you know, they're supposed to be completely platonic co-parents. Um, but this, it gets messy. You know, he's got kids with this other woman and mm -hmm. now comes her when she's pregnant. But at that point, she wasn't pregnant. This is a year before him. Oh, sorry. So, I keep fucking it up. Oh, you're not fucking it up. No, I, I'm wrong. No, you need to tell. You need it because I'm sure everybody else is also trying to keep up with it. You know so I mean? a year before she got pregnant, she walks in the house. The ex-girlfriend's in there. The they get into a big old fight. Oof. There's some kind of argument that happens. But as far as Karen knows, Kiara and Josh worked this out, right? And it blew over. He must have like, you know, said some stuff, like smoothed it over or whatever. And they moved on. But it doesn't seem like it's the end of the real story. No, they're holding up deep, deep bottled resentment. Yeah. And, you know, in the two dog fashion, it seems as though Josh was rekindling his relationship with this baby's mother on the side. Do you think that she came up to him? Do you think that she seduced him? Who knows? Who knows? That is one of the big questions. And we'll go back into that a little bit later on about like maybe who would have been pulling the strings here. Yeah, because he's got this new girl and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, let's work it out, baby. I've got a kid with you, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll find out a little bit about the pregnancy issue here in a minute. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so again this other woman who's all same Kiara spelled differently I do wonder if she was aware that he was seeing both of them at once this Kiara Kiara Cole certainly wasn't aware of that he was living a hard double life that's too much trouble god can you imagine what a night like why I can't even live my own life without it being confusing what a nightmare Jeez. having an affair Jesus is so exhausting <laughs> So it's hard to know who knew what at this point. But wouldn't you know it, this is the exact same woman who Josh moved to Louisiana with, got married to, and had another child with. Jeez. Curious. Isn't it curious? I'm sure it's simply a coincidence. Oh, I also forgot to mention that the other baby that he had with this woman, this woman was pregnant at the same time as Kiara was. So he's just jacking off multiple women a night. That's like per night or a double night. I mean, at least in the same weeks. 
This is a band. dangerous man. It's not a good man. He's just in my opinion. Woo. So Kiara is just going about her business, thinking she's in a great relationship, starting this life with this dog. I mean, man. <laughs> and this whole time he is two timing her. Then suddenly on October 2nd, she vanishes. The evening before she vanished, so the night of October 1st, Kiera was hanging out at a friend's house, a woman whose name is Nikita. According to Nikita, Kiera was thrilled that she had heard her baby's heartbeat and wanted her friend to hear it too. It seemed it was just, you know, her and her friend hanging out for an hour or so because Kiera actually had to go to a doctor's appointment for a natal checkup that evening. And she's pregnant. It's not like they're going to get like blasted drunk. No, she was literally just going by to talk to her about like how excited she was about yeah, having a baby. Real quick. They were just doing a little like, you know, I think she lived in the neighborhood or something. So while there hasn't been any direct footage publicly to confirm that she made it to that appointment, her car did make it back to her, her house that night. And the aforementioned, I think we spoke about it last week, the prenatal bag was in her car of like stuff that she probably got from the clinic. It was like pills and stuff like uh, that, like to vitamins and stuff. Is there no like doctor records or is it one of those clinics where it's just so packed with people? I imagine that the detectives confirmed with the clinic that she arrived because otherwise there would probably be a bigger stink about that whole thing but it was mentioned by her friend that this was the timeline okay so she most likely went to that appointment and like went about her business that night so this is october 1st and according to those closest to her including nikita kiera seems completely normal at this time she didn't seem scared or like something was wrong oh yeah like she might leave or that she was like scared of her boyfriend or yeah. that she was like yeah like she was like having a freak out and was just gonna like have a mental issue and like leave the state quickly. Like there was nothing to indicate that. She was like, my life is perfect. This is why I'm afraid of thinking my life is perfect sometimes, Natalie, because yeah. shit like this happens the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was super excited. She was really looking forward to this pregnancy. So for a couple of years, this was the timeline that on October 2nd, she went missing and the only footage was this, you know, security camera footage of this woman walking down the street that they secretly knew was not her. And then just this year, so that's four years after the fact almost, the police reveal that they have an entirely different set of videos that tell a lot of the story of that night. Why did they sit on them? How long did they have this footage? Really hard to tell. Four years. Yeah. So some of the videos are from the day of the disappearance and are just her walking around, buying groceries, dropping them off at her house. And they did not release any of it. They didn't even tell Kiara's mother that they had these videos and why they felt like they needed to keep this information away from Kiara's mother is beyond me. Because that's also kind of a closure sense for yes. the mother to see. I want my daughter walking around looking happy and normal. Totally. And her mother does express that on clips that are more recent. Like even if just simply for the fact you would be starving for like any morsel of footage from your child. You know, she, she says it was extremely emotional for her that it was like all she does is think about this woman, this daughter of hers, and that the police just had this footage of her daughter walking around from that day and she never knew. It's really cold, you yeah. know. I hope that they had some actual reason to do that, but it didn't seem to work or do anything to help. So, but then in one of these videos, there is surveillance footage from a local Walgreens of Kiera coming in and walking to the ATM that night that she disappeared allegedly, hours after the police had claimed that anyone had seen her. So, 
Why would a postal worker go to an ATM at night? Why would you need cash at night? You probably have to get up early for your morning shift. Why do you need to have cash for your shift? Well, yeah, it turns out they have an even wider timeline of what happened that night around this ATM withdrawal. So I have to assume the cops had this from the start because I'm sure they had access to her bank statements. And all they had to do was take one look at the bank statement of the withdrawal, go look up wherever the ATM was, ask the place for their security. So they probably had it since like the second day. Yeah. And how much she took out. Because if you take out a 20, Mm -hmm. okay, you're probably going to go get a pack of cigarettes. If you take out a thousand dollars, different story. Yes. And the amount that she actually took out was $400. That's a lot of money. Yes. And so not only that, they had security footage from her street right before this withdrawal showing Kiara and Josh driving to this drugstore together in Kiara's car. While Kiara is pulling out this money, which seems to maybe to give Josh the money for some reason. Josh is waiting in the passenger seat outside of the drugstore in her car in the passenger seat. So she pulls this money out, two separate transactions, probably just because they had like a limit. So she took 200 out twice. Mm-hmm. And then she walks right back out the doors of this Walgreens. This is around 10.30 p.m., I believe, that night, October 2nd. This is the last known footage of Kiara Coles. Oh, my God. Also interesting that the father would need the money. You, as a man, should be providing, sir. Well, that's also strange. He technically had a very good job. It's really confusing. We'll get back to that. This, however, this last footage of Kiara Coles is not the last footage of her car. Remember how Josh told her mom to go check down the street for the car? We talked about it briefly on the episode last week, but... She was trying to find Kira and Josh was like, I don't know where she is, but go check down the street for her car. She parks it there sometimes. And Kira's mom immediately had like a alarm bell going off like Kira does not park her car down the street. She parks no. it in front of her house. It's brand new. And she stares at it. And she also doesn't want to walk to it at night. So she was like, that's weird. And later on, the police, when they were doing the search, they did find the car way down the street. Well, it's because there's footage of Josh driving her car to that spot, parking it and walking away alone. Holy shit. Yeah. So whenever Karen asked him about, like, had he seen Kiara that day, he was like, no. And she was like, I haven't seen her car. And he's like, go check. Maybe sometimes she parks it way down the street. It was because he had done it and he was lying to her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I bet he took the money and then gave it to the other other Kiara. And then they were like, let's split out of town and did something to her. Yeah, but it's so weird. Why would they need $400 from her? They have money. $400 is like a lot of money, but also not a lot of money. Yeah. And also what was he had to have made up a story to get Kiara to get that money out. Anyway, we'll get back. Wait, let me get back to that in a second. Sorry, I'm no, jumping No, you're not. Shit. You're not. So now the obvious question is, why did Josh get taken out of the equation here? Karen doesn't have a lot of information from the police, the mother, but the police claim they did, in fact, interview him at the top. They also don't name him on the news, but do describe, quote unquote, a person of interest who is very clearly Josh after we now know they were holding on to this video footage of Kiara and Josh going into Walgreens. New video also shows a person of interest with Kiara at her apartment the night of October 2nd. And again at her home the next day. So that was just that little clip there. Oh, it's so spooky seeing her walk back to her place. I know. And also they knew that Josh had lied and dropped the car off. And they won't say his name. And they have not done anything about it. Which is... uh, 
Uh, we have questions. So let's look at more of the reason perhaps why. Yeah, why just like let this slip? This man is obviously a person of interest. Hold him in custody until you can go to trial. Or something. It seems like there should be some reason that they could have him in or like, ah, I don't know. Ah. Okay, so this is telling me that they have had eyes on him from the start. It seems to me that there is sufficient evidence to take him into custody, which makes me wonder if they couldn't pounce because he had... I don't know, an alibi. I don't know who, but hmm, I wonder who could have provided an alibi for The him. other Kira. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, he was here all night. Lies. More lies. Do you think it's because he works a government job that he's a little more less of a suspect? Actually, I think that the government, the post office people have been at the forefront of helping this case. Like they are very, because she was also a USPS. She might yeah. have been more liked or whatever, but they like have put in like their own $15,000 the reward. Like wow. they're very much involved. So, okay. And this is speculation. We're all just speculating here. I don't like throwing out random shit on the internet, but after four years with this level of evidence, you do have to kind of wonder, you know, at least maybe he had an alibi right at the top that held off the police long enough for him to flee the state. Was there maybe an alibi? I don't know. But he does manage to at least temporarily evade the police. So, again, another big question is why did she pull out this $400? That might have been what's left over in her account. You know, she just bought this car. She just got this apartment. She's got these baby supplies she has to pay for. That's like it in the bank. It's possible. But according to her mother, Karen says that's not in Kiara's nature, that she is very stringent with money and that if it was her last money, she would have not pulled it out. That she probably also had more money than that in the bank, that even if she had the money, she never really spent it wild like that. And also that she would have just never pulled the last of her money out of the bank account unless there was some crazy emergency yeah. going but on. But if he had a gun on her and she would walk into Walgreens by herself, wouldn't she be like, help, help, help? Yeah. And when you do watch the footage, there's nothing right off the bat that makes her look nervous. You know, she's walking evenly. She's not fidgeting. She's not looking around. It doesn't mean she wasn't under duress, of course, but it's not apparent immediately. Like if you just saw this video with no context, you'd be like... Why are you why are you showing me this video of a woman pulling money out of an ATM? Like, yeah. there's nothing strange or out of the ordinary looking. She's not like, you know, how sometimes even just with that kind of footage, you can see somebody like handshaking or like looking around. Like, yeah, exactly. She doesn't look like that. She just looks like a normal ass person taking money out. So we don't know. We have no idea why she was doing that. But according to her mother, Karen, this is not a normal event for Kiara to just pull 400 bucks out, especially at 1030 at night. Like what? Why? So this leads to the speculation that it was for Josh or that he at least convinced her that he needed it for something. But again, why? He had a good job. He worked a government job. He had money. Maybe he was like, $400 is for us, babe. I'm going to put it in Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm going to put oh, it in Bitcoin, good. baby. It's going to grow so much more money. This is more. This is all blamed on the doge. Yeah. Great. You know, it's hard to discern from this footage, but she looks fine. She doesn't look disoriented or anything. It is really perplexing. But okay, so my question here is at this point, he says he has nothing to do with it, right? This is all just a wacky misunderstanding. For someone who didn't do this and was allegedly excited about the pregnancy, which he 100% knew about, like Kiera had spoken with her mom many times about how she and Josh had talked about it. It wasn't a big surprise that night or anything. Josh, you sure as fuck don't seem to care about your long-term girlfriend and your future baby. So if you haven't done anything... Explain why you haven't looked for them at all. Explain why you moved out of state, got married to someone else like pretty immediately, cut all your hair off, 
He had really long braids, which he chopped off. Oh, those braids take a long time to grow and just cut them off. That means something. Yeah. And also, I want to like talk to the different Kira and be like, oh, you think this is a good man now that you've got your number one man? If he can do this to this other Kira or who knows, I'm speculating, he'll do it to you, too. Yeah, I, I have many questions for that other Kira also. But yeah, right afterwards, man, he quit his government job that was like, you know, pension all that stuff. Quit it. Changed his name on Facebook. I found his now wife, Kiera, on Facebook. She's on super lockdown, but you can still see a few of her pictures. Just acting like not a damn thing is wrong in the world. It's pretty gross. She may have had nothing to do with this. Like, maybe she really didn't. But you know in your heart that this man was dating this woman and she's now missing and that he has some knowledge of it. You know that. Even yeah. if you're pretending like it's not happening. It's in there. You know what I mean? To that woman, you know he has something to do with his disappearance unless, you know, you from direct knowledge knew what was happening. Did you know something was happening? Did you partake in something happening? Maybe she's just like, oh, he's with me now. It's okay. <sighs> so many questions that are not answered and it's really frustrating. So let me go quickly back through the entire timeline just so we can all like catch up with all this shit. So Kiara Coles and Josh Simmons were dating for a number of years. In about 2017-ish, Kiara catches Josh's baby's mama, whose name is Kiara Smith, sitting in his bedroom with him when Kiara comes by the house. An argument ensues. Presumably, Josh denies that he's in a relationship with this woman and Kiara and Josh move forward. Meanwhile, Josh is living this double life. For all we know, he's telling the other Kiara that this crazy woman came in. I don't be dated a couple times and she's nothing to me, baby. Who knows what he's telling either of these women, right? But he seems to be pulling off this double life somehow, which, again, sounds like a fucking nightmare. I've had that happen before, but I was such a fool. I was such a fool. I was just like, well, I, I don't know. He's kind of distant, but he loves me. He didn't love me. He's with this other girl. make you foolish. You know, love makes you crazy. It well, people who manipulate can make you feel crazy, but you're not. They're pretty crazy if they're doing that to people, to be honest, in my opinion. But you can easily, well, I've said that because you can like easily fall in the trap of like, oh, he's with me now. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. And just like ignore the red flags because you want to be touched on a human level. Totally. I mean, I feel like most of us have been there on one level or another. It's yeah. definitely part of the human condition to not see somebody being super manipulative until it's too late. So, you know, they have this fight. Kiara is already in this relationship for years at this point in 2017. And they have this fight. Josh, however he lies, smooths it over. So year passes. Summer of 2018 happens. This is the time that Kiara has been working her ass off to get this really good job in the post office. She lands this apartment. She moves into this apartment from her mother's house. And right after, right around the same time, she becomes pregnant. This is the same summer she buys her new car. This is this huge life-changing time in her life. And she's probably really excited and proud of herself, as she should have been. As far as anybody knows, both she and Josh are happy about this pregnancy. So a couple months go by from that. On October 1st, Kiara swings by her friend Nikita's house to share her baby's heartbeat with her. She is obviously thrilled. She tells Nikita she has an appointment at a women's clinic for a pregnancy checkup that night, so she has to go. On October 2nd, either Kiara calls out of work, is off from work, is a no-show, or Josh calls Kiara off of work. That's a rumor that's spreading. There are varying accounts of this, and I cannot figure out, it's not clear which of those things is accurate. Whatever the case, Kiara is not at the post office on October 2nd. Whether or not she was supposed to be there is kind of 
there's a lot of different accounts. I imagine working at the post office is a, a tad chaotic yeah, working and, in there. So you probably, don't know who the manager, like what the manager heard that morning or. Yeah. And probably the police know, but the public is getting a lot of different oh, accounts. Yeah. So let's it. keep in mind the police withheld evidence for four years. Yeah. So that day she's not at work. We find out later that that afternoon evening surveillance cameras catch Kiera grocery shopping and then returning to her apartment with her groceries. That's probably the clip that you saw earlier. Amber, she's just like holding big old, you know, like five grocery bags. She's walking up to her apartment. Got to get in one trip. Yeah. So she goes into her place, drops the groceries off, hangs out at her spot. At some point in this evening, the same evening. Cameras pick up Josh arriving in his own car and entering Kiara's apartment. This is all the video footage that the police have been holding on to for years and just released in this summer. If only we had audio of what happened in that apartment that evening, you know, like what was their conversation after he showed up at her house that night? Can I get four hundred dollars? I guess so. Maybe I would tell to get out of my fucking yeah. house. Maybe it was just, yo, can I borrow four hundred bucks? God knows. But they were there for a bit, having whatever conversation they were having. When you see the footage of them coming and going, there's no indication that they were in a fight. There was no, like, outward evidence that there was some problem. As far as we know, he was just completely manipulating her through this entire scenario. Sometimes those bad people could just be like, hey, babe, get in your car. I'm going to borrow some money. I'm doing this for us. And you're just like, on the ride, just being like, but he's a good man despite this and that and this other woman and these other things and him not coming to be with me. I'll make it work. It'll be okay. Yeah, it does make me wonder about their dynamic was like when they were dating. Yeah, what, truly. Was he like a manipulator the whole time or yeah. is it some like sleeper cell of him being a psycho? I don't know. Truly manipulative people, they don't even need to use a gun. They can oh, just, yeah. you know, you'll follow. You'll do, you'll fall off the edge of a cliff. You don't care. Yeah. As far as I know, there's no indication that he was like holding her hostage at that point. No. I think he was probably just like lying to her. But God knows what he was saying. I wish that we did. Well, like, where's the nanny state when we need it? You know, <laughs> Alexa, did you hear something, you nosy bitch? Like, why aren't you talking? That evening, the two of them walk out of her apartment and they get into her car. So they spend some time in that apartment. And then at some point they come out, go to her car and get in. She's driving. He's in the passenger seat. Sometime after 10 p.m., they pull up to that Walgreens and only Kiera gets out. She then goes up to the ATM and withdraws $400. What does this mean? Is there any chance? Is he trying to convince her to get an abortion? I don't know why that thought just keeps coming back to me. But is there a chance that he because now I think at this point, both women are pregnant It might have been right afterwards. But I think the other woman's pregnant now. Is there something he's trying to convince her with some lie or something that he's trying to convince her to get an abortion? Oh, my God. Like, oh, my other girl's pregnant. The other girl here is pregnant. We got to get some money out. Can I borrow some money to take kid to get rid of it? I'm with you, baby. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's a thought, too. I'm with you. If you just give me this money, we'll go take care of it and I'll be with you forever. See, I didn't even put it in that perspective, but that's totally a thought, too. That, and she's like, just like, I'll draw four hundred dollars. I don't give a fuck. And that's why she went to the Walgreens without fidgeting. because She's like, we're getting rid of this bitch right now. Maybe that's quite possible. He could have been like, yeah, she manipulated. She seduced me and I didn't mean to. And now she's pregnant. And- I tripped and I came inside of her. Oh, no, it's a mistake. God, maybe. Maybe that's fucking part of it. Newsflash, you can lose weight like a celebrity without being a celebrity. New Glucotrim from GNC delivers serious results with a proven formula. And you don't need a crazy expensive prescription. So get on that celebrity weight loss level with New Glucotrim. Get it at GNC. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today i was thinking about the other side where he was like trying to pressure this kiera into like aborting her baby oh she looked too happy no with the baby. she i'm certain she wouldn't have wanted to but yeah no that's also a thought too that maybe he was trying to trick her in that way what a tricky little devil boy yeah he sucks even if he didn't do anything he's clearly a douchebag doing this to these women so I don't know, you know, whatever they were getting the money out for, this withdrawal again is the last time Kiera is ever seen. Now, here's another part of this night that I don't fully understand. Listen to the, what this cop says about the timeline that day. Kiera entered her residence in the 8100 block of South Vernon. A man who detectives identified as a person of interest also arrived and entered the residence. Kiera and the man later got into her car and drove off with Kiera in the driver's seat. Kiara was seen making the ATM withdrawal on surveillance video just minutes later. Less than an hour later, the vehicle is seen arriving and parking in another area of the city. The person of interest exits the passenger side of the vehicle, but nobody exits the driver's side. The next day, the person of interest is seen parking Kiara's vehicle near her residence before entering the building and exiting with unknown items. He then drives away in his personal vehicle that was parked on the block overnight. Oh, my God. So they get in the car and then. So there is after this ATM withdrawal, the police are talking about them going somewhere else unnamed. Where is this place? This is something, again, that they will not release to the public. Where were they? If they see him leave this car in the passenger side. They know this much. They had to have seen him get back in. I don't understand why they're leaving this part out. Why are they preventing the greater public from knowing this detail? Because that's kind of the whole thing. Where were they? <laughs> like, why wouldn't what you happened? tell people? He gets out of the passenger seat. And, and then, then what? Just nothing until the next day? You clearly saw something happen with that car. If you saw the footage of them in that spot, why wouldn't you see the car leave that spot? Do you think it's something with another police officer? God knows. It's so confusing to me why they're leaving this piece of information out. If they're keeping this close to the cuff or something to like help the case, it's clearly not helping because four years later and in, in fucking Josh is over in Louisiana living his best life. He has more children now. He's married. Why aren't you releasing this information? So basically, then the cop says, you know, they go to the second location, this mysterious place. They see him get out of the passenger seat and then nothing until they say, then we see her car arrive back the next morning. So that would be October 3rd. They see him come put the car in the spot where they all found the car. He gets out, walks to her apartment, takes belongings out of it. They don't know what it is. And then he drives off in his own car. That's the whole thing. That's where she is, wherever the location is, because he had to have taken her out of the car. Why? (laughs) My guess is, my speculative guess, is it's somebody that's not a cop, but somebody affiliated with it. Maybe they were undercover. Maybe they're helping out the police somehow. Maybe they're a part of a sting operation and they don't want to release it. But, like, if that's the case, why wouldn't they've had enough evidence to arrest him, is my question. 
because initially uh, during this case, the FBI got involved. So we've now learned that if people cross state lines, it becomes more complicated. Right. Yeah. Well, the federal police were involved. Like because she was a government worker, they got involved really early on. So it shouldn't be a problem that he went across state lines. So what the fuck are the cops leaving out of this? What are they hiding? Like, this seems like more than enough evidence to hold Josh at least on something. Yeah. Question him. I don't understand. It's making me nuts. I don't get it. What the fuck? I don't know, man. That's where she is. That's they're hiding where she is. And if that's not where she is, they have more information than they're letting us know. If they released that information, maybe somebody would have been in that area and been like, you know what? I did see something like tell the people where that spot is. Why didn't you see them leave? Why did you see them stop and get out but not leave? Why are you hiding this years later? Are I you just know. hoping that we would forget about it? Because we haven't. It's so fucking weird to me. The next day, like, they see him come out and do this stuff, get stuff. Like, what did he grab out of her apartment? Why don't they look and ask Oh, him? he went into her apartment? Yeah. So after he dropped the car, he went into her apartment and then took stuff out of it and then got into his car. And why? What did he take out of her apartment? Uh, what? What? Was she hiding something for him? Because these kind of guys, they can be like, hey, babe, can you just hide this package or for me real quick? was he hiding evidence of something that happened in there with her? Oh, my God. Like, what? It's making me so crazy. This doesn't make any sense. And the car, it didn't have any blood in it or anything. So it's no. not like a hammer was involved, no. you know? If there was violence, it was somewhere in a second location. That yeah. They, I guess they have they have no... Because they did do blood tests and stuff in the car. That's fucking crazy. He had to be like, get out of the car, babe. And then she got out of this random third location. Yeah. Or was it unplanned? Did he try to say we need to get you an abortion and she freaked out and they got into a fight and he like snapped because he's like secretly crazy and then killed her and then had to hide it? Who knows? We don't know. To be clear, we don't know that he did it. Oh, my God. That's you had to take a breath before that, (laughs) Natalie, because we both know he fucking did it. But we have to be like, okay, law abiding, you know, citizens, rationale girls. Maybe it's just a really silly set of circumstances that we're going to be punching ourselves forever thinking that he did it. Yeah, maybe it was just the Hamburglar. He came. Yeah, sure. So while we don't completely know whether Josh had anything to do with it, here are a couple things that are deeply suspicious about this whole thing. For one, he knew where her car was. When Karen questioned him that day, right at the top, going, you know, the last time he spoke to Kiera's mother, saying, we can't find Kiera. Do you have any idea where she is? He's like, I have no idea. But, you know, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes she like just parks on the street or whatever. We now know that it's because he parked the car down the street and he just basically led them to her car. He doesn't sound very smart. He, you no, know, but he's managed to get, I guess get he, away with it for four years. Wow. So he tells Karen that Kiera never gave him keys to her apartment. Whenever Karen wanted to do the well-being check, which we recall from last episode, her mother when she couldn't get a hold of her for like two days, was like, I just need the cops. Please come to her apartment and just check. And if you remember, her mom was like throat was in her chest because she was worried that she was going to walk into a crime scene and then yeah. nothing was there. She was like kind of relieved at first. Right. So whenever they were going to do this well-being check, the cops wanted to get the keys to her apartment from Josh. And Josh was like, I never got any keys to her apartment. But he just went in and went out of her apartment. We know that now. But also, even then, Karen knew that wasn't true. She knew that 
Kiera had given him keys because she had mentioned it in passing on a different conversation. Also, and, she's pregnant with the child of his. He has keys to her apartment. Yeah. And why would Kiera lie about that in just some random conversation with her mom? And so that was immediately another thing that set Karen, like, you know, some hair on end, just being like, why would he... That's weird. But, you know, in the moment, you're just in a panic and you're just not thinking about it that much. But looking back, she's like, why did he say he didn't have keys? Because he definitely had keys. So there's that. He lied openly to Karen about his whereabouts. So the only time he spoke with Kiera's mom again was him telling her that he hadn't seen Kiera and did not mention that they had been together the night before, that he lied about that, being like, I haven't seen her. I don't know when he was with her. Man, I hate a liar. According to Karen, he's got a mother who cleans up his messes for him. Oh, he's a mommy's boy. Another one of those. Yes. And again, this is all hearsay and speculation. But allegedly, he's got a mommy who looks out for him and protects him no matter what he does. My son is special. Mm -hmm. He does nothing wrong. Maybe he killed a woman. Maybe he did. Okay, mommy. But it's because he's just like he's just so smart. It's like he can't he doesn't know how to handle society sometimes because he's so brilliant and special and wonderful. I know. Yeah. He went off the rocker. Yeah. He got all these other women pregnant. It's okay, though. He just trips a lot and he yeah. falls inside these women, these temptresses, and he comes inside of them. It's I not know. his fault. It's not his fault. They just won't leave him alone. Oh, God. So that is, again, another thing that could be one of the reasons that this has been a little bit easier for for him to evade this for this long is I, that yeah. his mother apparently is somebody who like protects him from himself a lot. Oh, I bet his mom knows exactly what's going on. His mom's got to know exactly it. I bet she told him to get out of town. I bet she's like, here's all the money, baby, get out of town. I mean, as far as we know, there might just be family in Louisiana that she sent him to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, just that speculation. Speculation. Then there are rumors that he has police in his family. Oh, of course he does. That's why they can't find the footage of this third place. I knew it. So I haven't haven't been able to verify that. But that is the whisper on the neighborhood pipeline. That is also something that Karen has been told by people in the neighborhood that he has family members in the police force. If that's the case, it's at least possible that they're helping him cover some shit up right now. It certainly has happened many times in the past. Again, even if he has cops in the family, doesn't mean that they are helping him. But there have been many evidence-based cases where police have covered up crimes for their family members. Yeah, of course. I mean, wow. Sorry, I'm just wrapping my head around this. And they were just like, get out of town. Don't worry, this will all blow over. You'll get some heat. But they didn't expect that the mom and the family, that Mm -hmm. her father would come from out of state Mm -hmm. and then like hand out flyers to be like, where's my daughter? They didn't expect that to happen. Mm -hmm. I totally, I agree. And her family has not stopped. They are not going to stop until this is taken care of. Be a big stinker. Be a mess. Yeah. And for what it's worth, we don't know. We don't know where Kiera is. She could still be alive. But, you know, again, a lot of women who are pregnant in these situations are murdered. But we don't know that. We are hoping and keeping positive thoughts that she is still out there. Yes. So, you know, all of this also just really rings true to similarities with the man Jesus Torres, who we've covered, who's a.k.a. Die Vanity, who is also still walking the streets of free man right now. They got the police connections. They got the mommies who cover up their crimes. You know, like with Jesus, whenever he got arrested for raping the girl outside of his concert, his dad bailed him out like This is the same patterns of special boy syndrome. It's so crazy because like growing up, 
if I sneezed in the wrong directions, it was like, you say you're sorry and you must Mm -hmm. feel bad. But like a boy, and I don't want to make this a gender thing, but oops, I am. They can go literally murder somebody and like, oh, but the special baby boy didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And it can go genders. Yes, it can go either way. I'm immediately thinking of that blonde woman who did the horrible thing at the college over right. the weekend. Yes. Who clearly has parents who just continuously get her out of her mess. She's a special girl. She's a blonde little skinny girl. Yeah. So um, yeah, maybe I take back what I said. Maybe that's just me with my religious conservative family. Oh yeah. I think probably your situation is very like um misogynistic, very patriarchal and probably in general, like the Duggars. The boy's definitely the golden child, the protected one, no matter yeah. what. Josh was the one that needed saving not all of the sisters he molested. I think that's probably close to what you grew up in, I would imagine. And also, it seems like a little bit of this situation. Yeah. So this is definitely looking like one of those special boy syndrome cases where I just always, we've said it before, but I wish there was a quiz before you decided to get pregnant that was just like, if your son molests a child or murders a woman, are you going to try to cover it up and protect him and act like it didn't happen? And if you check yes, somebody just like, you know, like gives you a puppy or like a plant, like teaches you a hobby or something (laughs) else to do. Because if you really love your kid, you need to help them. You need to get them help instead of covering up their crimes. Please. Yeah, the the first time they kill a puppy, it's therapy time. Yeah, yeah. They need to go to a hospital. So could this be happening here? Perchance. Speculation. I do believe, though, that there's only a certain amount of time that he will get away with this. I don't think this is a, we just got to wait it out. I think it is, your time is short, dude. Like, the clock's ticking on you. Yeah, there's no um, time limit for Mm -mm. murder. No. No, there's not. (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? You know, it'd be really fucking ironic, too, if his mother is like a church going pro-lifer and she just covered up this murder with a fetus inside of her. (laughs) I will bet you $400 pulled out of my Walgreens account that his mom is a pro-life church going sweet little lady that my boy can do no wrong. God, it's so crazy. So I do think that it's the time is, is coming and... I do really find it repulsive that it takes so much time to convict somebody who's been caught lying so much. And in these situations, you know, especially if it's like violence against a woman, it seems like the laws protect the criminal a lot more of the time than the victim. Based on all of these things that we know now about him lying and covering up and him having her car the next day. That's crazy. It seems nuts to me that that's not enough. How is that not enough? That's crazy. And you know what? I think they he would have totally gotten away. We're assuming he did it. Assumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would have totally gotten away with it if like the family wouldn't have raised the stink. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have gone to the news. They weren't expecting that. Like people like us talking about it. Like people to talk about it. I'm yeah. sure they're just like, wait, no, don't do it. No, no, no. You're supposed to forget. She's just some postal worker. Totally. She's just a woman postal worker. Forget about it. And her mother has also said as a black woman, the coverage she did get was probably largely because she was a government worker, that if she hadn't had a good job in the post office, that she wouldn't have even got the coverage that she did. Because she has gotten more than a lot of black women who go missing. Yeah, because it's a really good job. Yeah. And, you know, it has some government resources behind it. But yeah, no, it's it. I I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, man. This is like this really bumps me out, but I don't think it's going to go away, Josh. So I hope you enjoy your time in Louisiana, I guess. Yeah, yes, have some crawfish. Allegedly. There's none in prison. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So if you have any tips that could help lead to an arrest, there is a hefty reward. 
Maybe you were at that third location the police won't describe. Yeah. If you don't want to do it for the family, do it for a bunch of cash, whatever. Just do it. Okay. Just do it for the money. Who cares? Just do it. Please, if you have a tip, please visit cpdtip.com, cpdtip.com, or call 1-800-222-TIPS, T-I-P-S. Just please call in. Again, Kiara Coles is described as being five foot, four inches tall and weighing about 125 pounds. She's on the slender side, very like athletic looking, with black hair and brown eyes. Kiara has a tattoo of a heart, on her right hand and a tattoo that says Lucky Libra on her back. Kiara's baby would be three years old today as we record and we don't know anything else about this child but that he or she would be black. Anyone with information on Kiara's whereabouts, if you don't have a tip and you actually have information about like right where she is right now, please call the Chicago Police Department Area South Special Victims Unit at 312-747-8274 or the U.S. Postal Inspection Service at 877-876-2455. So Kiera's family doesn't have a GoFundMe, so we're going to split our donation between the Metropolitan Chicago Battered Women's Network at the-network.org and the Black and Missing Foundation at blackandmissinginc.com. I wanted to just leave us with a little tiny message from Kiara's mom just to hear her words because it makes me cry when she says this just because like she's so earnest in her words. And this woman is certainly a saucy part and greasy like us in her own right. So Amber, anything else you wanted to say here? Let's just pray that she's still alive. She could be. And uh, that people, if you have any information, can call in. Sounds good to me. See you guys next week. I need help from anybody out there that may be watching this. To help bring Kiara home. You know, her family and friends miss her. We all want her home safe. Anything you may know, whether you think it's nothing, it, it could be something. If you know something, please say something. I'm begging you as a mother to have to wake up through a reoccurring nightmare every day wondering where my child is. Is she safe? Is she hungry? Is she cold? Did she have her baby? Is he or she okay? We just want Kiara brought home safe. So if it's anybody out there with a heart and you could feel what I'm saying and you know something, can you please call in and give anything that you may know, even if you think it's nothing. It could be something. You could be the one that helped bring Kiara home. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.